Good morning, everyone. Uh, let's get into it. We are continuing in our Philippians study. Last week's passage concluded with Paul talking about attaining the resurrection. And today's passage will pick up right on that idea. But before we get into the passage, I want to watch a little clip from a popular kids movie. This is from the movie Finding Nemo. And if you've never seen it, the context you need is that there's a clownfish named Marlin who has a son named Nemo. And Nemo is lost. So Marlin is on a mission to find him, along with the help of a fish named Dory. Dory, at the start of this clip, has just lost the one clue that can help them find Nemo. So let's watch the clip. <coughs> wow, Dusty. The mask, where's the mask? No, 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 the mask, get it, get the mask, get the mask, get it! the mask. Would you drop it? You dropped it! That was my only chance of finding my son. Now it's gone! Hey, Mr. Grumpy Gills. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? I don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. Dory, no singing. I love to swim in Dory. when you want to swim you want See, to I'm gonna get stuck on. now with that song now it's in my head. Sorry. <laughs> Just keep swimming, right? So they lose the one clue they have and Marlin is just in despair. And Dory, who um, through the gift of memory loss, uh, doesn't seem bothered at all and gives him the advice, just keep swimming. Such a simple, but profound message. Life can often feel overwhelming, confounding, and impossible. But when we don't know what to do or where to go next, we can just keep swimming. Just keep moving forward, keep pressing on, which is exactly what this morning's passage is about. So why don't we jump into that now? We are in Philippians chapter three this morning, and we'll be looking at verses 12 to 16. If you want to follow along, it's Philippians 3, verses 12 to 16. And again, Paul has just talked about attaining resurrection. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take view of such things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. 
like I mentioned, this morning picks up immediately after last week's passage. After warning the church against people who are trying to force them into legality, Paul talks about all the things he could brag about in terms of his religious credentials. But that is all worthless to him now. It is all garbage. It is all left in the past. And all that he wants to do is take hold of what is before him, to take hold of this new life, this resurrection, that God has taken hold of him for. Which brings us to today. Paul admits that he has not yet attained this. He has not yet reached his goal. But he presses on to take hold of what God has for him for the purpose that God took hold of him. But there are many things standing in the way of Paul taking hold of this. Paul still has a lot of work to do in the spread of the gospel. Working with contentious churches and religious leaders who push back every step of the way. Every time Paul preaches freedom and grace, there are people there to remind him about the rules, right? Roman and Jewish authorities who want him stopped because of a fear of this growing religion. Paul's own troubled past and reputation amongst Christians. The thorn in Paul's flesh that just makes living everyday life difficult for him. And then any unexpected thing that could come about in the future that Paul would never see coming. And I think that there is a lot in this list of what Paul has to face that we can relate to. Having to put up with difficult friends or family members or neighbors or coworkers. People who feel like they're always testing us or pushing us. We may feel like we have a long way to go in our career before we get to where we want to be or before we can retire. We may feel like we no longer fit in to the culture that is around us. We may be hung up by past mistakes and stuck in regret. And we may just be overwhelmed by all the things that life continually throws at us that we never saw coming. And with all of that in our face, it can be very easy to lose sight of what God would have for us, the reason that God took hold of our lives in the first place, the new life that God is promising us, the resurrection that we can take hold of. So what are we to do then? Paul tells us in the passage, press on. Press on. What a simple message. But let's break down what that looks like for us and what can hang us up along the way. Just like in the clip that we started with, pressing on means to just keep swimming. Keep going. Even if you're unsure about how things are going to work out, just put one foot in front of the other and go on faith alone. I know that this is easier said than done. As someone who overthinks everything and wants a solid plan in place before we start any 
type of action, I'm not just thinking about what's in front of me, about the step I have to currently take. I'm thinking about the entire journey and every possibility along the way. And that can feel overwhelming and impossible. Well, if I do this, then what would that mean four years from now? <laughs> right? But we can't live like that. It's impossible. Because that kind of pressure makes us freeze. Right? And I think that clip is so perfect. Because when Marlon is lost, what does he do? Does he move in circles? No. He's completely frozen, completely immobilized. And maybe we feel like we've been in a place like that for years. And sometimes the longer we're in a place like that, the more frozen we become. What would it look like to take that first step? Just do what is in front of us. Because that is all that God asks us to do. In the same way that we ask God for our daily bread, God asks us to do just what is in front of us right now. Now, I know we've been talking about Finding Nemo. Now I want to talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and at the start of the Fellowship of the Ring, you have this hobbit named Frodo. And all he has ever known is the small village he grew up in. And if he would have his way, that's all he would ever know, right? He's content. Hobbits are creatures of comfort. They would much rather stay at home than go off on an adventure. But one day, adventure comes to him and knocks on his front door. And Frodo has to make a choice about whether or not he will leave his home. And there's this famous quote. He often used to say, there was only one road, that it was like a great river. Its springs were at every doorstep, and every path was its tributary. It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out of your door, he used to say. You step into the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no telling where you might be swept off to. And I think that quote can carry excitement or anxiety, depending on what you're looking at and how you're feeling about life. But God has something for us on that road. And I would never imagine he would want us to miss it. And so it is scary heading off into the unknown. But if we don't, what might we miss? And it can feel like that, stepping out into something new, or even just tackling the day that is before you. These, all these unknowns waiting for us outside the door. But you have to remember that the only thing that's asked of you is to take that first step outside the door, and then take the next step, and then the next. Doing anything new can be scary, but it only gets compounded and more terrifying when you think about the summation of all the change that is in front of you, tackling it all at once. I don't know if the mic picked it up or not, but as the kids were leaving, um, Aiden came up and said, I had math homework like that. It was 50 problems, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. But then I thought, I'll just do one at a time, right? Because it's impossible to do 50 math problems, but we can do one, right? 
And it's the same for us. If we're, if we're feeling like we need to tackle something new, we can't do it all at once. But can we do one new thing? I think we could. Joseph Campbell is an author who has studied stories and broken down stories into their basic structures to find out what stories have in common with each other and then relate that information to how we live our lives. And he called this moment where we have to step outside of our doorway crossing the threshold. And this is what he had to say about it. The familiar life horizon has been outgrown. The old concepts, ideals, and emotional patterns no longer fit. The time for passing of a threshold is at hand. We can know in our hearts and in our heads that it's time to move forward, that it's time for something different. It is time for a change. We, are, we have been doing that together as a church for this past year. But our fear of crossing a threshold can paralyze us. But we must, must, must remember again, all that's asked of us is taking that first step. We don't climb the whole mountain in one movement. We do it a step at a time. And no matter how overwhelming the entire process might be, we can all take one step and do it together. And it doesn't mean we don't plan for the future or know which direction we want to go in, but it means we don't live in the delusion that we tackle it all at once. That if we need to make a change in our life, the next morning, our entire life does not need to look different, otherwise we're a failure. No, it might go unnoticed by others for so long, but inwardly we know we are taking those steps. We are just swimming, taking it one step at a time. And the other thing that Paul mentions that can prevent us from taking hold of what God has for us is our past. Paul tells us, forget what is behind us. A lot of times we hear the phrase, trust God or trust in God at church. But the question this morning is, do we really trust in God's grace? Do we truly believe that we have been forgiven? Or are we still carrying around a past? Are we letting ourselves be hung up by it, preventing ourselves from taking hold of what God has for us now? Maybe it's past mistakes that we've made, Maybe it's things that have been done to us or things that life has thrown our way that we feel like we can never move past. Whatever it is, Paul is saying, leave it behind. And as humans, I know we can play the comparison game. You might be thinking, it's easy for him to say, but you don't know my past. Which is why I think Paul is the perfect person to give us this advice. Because of all people, Paul has a past, right? Paul hunted down, persecuted, and murdered Christians. Do you think it's easy for him to leave the past in the past? Definitely not, but he knows he must. Imagine all of the good that would not have happened 
if he thought his past excluded him from taking hold of the life that God had for him. If his past excluded him from God's will. So we have to move on if we really want to take hold of the life that God has for us. We have to truly believe in grace and forgiveness. Similar to starting something new, it might be a long process to let go of the past. It might feel really overwhelming because maybe we've actually never even faced our past. And so part of moving past it is having to deal with what we've done or what's been done to us. But again, we don't climb the mountain in one movement. We do it one step at a time. So whether we feel overwhelmed by our life situation, feel a little lost, feel like you need to start or move on to something new, or feel like you've been burdened by your past, this morning the word for you is to press on. Keep swimming. Take it one step at a time. Because God has taken hold of you in the same way that he took hold of Paul for a reason. And he wants you to take hold of this new life, of this resurrection. And we can all take hold of it one step at a time. Let's pray. Dear God, life can often feel monumental and overwhelming, but help us to remember that all you ask of us is to do this moment, to be here now. May we be present in what you have for us. May we take hold of the life that you would have for us. We pray all this in your name. Amen.